0: Hey, how's it going? This is Billy,
1: and I'm Jen.
0: And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen.
1: Cheers, babe. Well,
0: cheers to you. Clink. <laughs> uh, well, I currently have a paper McDonald's coffee cup, and Yeah, you're...
1: and I forgot my coffee cup downstairs.
0: Yo, man, what Stro- if what if McDonald's sponsors us one day?
1: Um, You'll be
0: I quit. oh man, so bougie. You're so bougie. I'll Vic never, I'll chick. never
1: understand why you could go to any coffee shop here in Kirkland, Redmond, and you choose to go to Mickey D's. Mm. I, I feel like I need to apologize to our friends, Jake and Sierra, who own Five Stones, because you just could have gotten their coffee, but you went to I love McDonald's. Five Stones
0: coffee. In fact, Five Stones ranks in the top two coffees in the world, in my mind. Dunkin' Donuts and Five Stones, they go hand in hand. <laughs> Which one is better? I can't, I can I can neither oh confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I, I can't. I know, it's kind of like a not like be- disc. I can't choose between if, the two. If
1: you're comparing them to like. Dunkin', no, Dunkin' is nostalgic for you. Yes, there's yeah.
0: there's emotional attachment to Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> McDonald's coffee. It's easy, man. You know how much this 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 large coffee cost me? A dollar ten. Okay,
1: but the truth that's is, why I'm drinking it, and okay. it tastes great. That's you, why it tastes the way it tastes. You doused it. Tastes it with like a
0: dollar ten, and I love it.
1: Sugar <laughs> and cream. To I even, there's no sugar even, in this. No sugar in it. No, there's cream. No yeah. sugar in that coffee. Splenda. Okay, my point. Exactly.
0: That ain't sugar, sugar. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, um, how is it that we're not saying Happy Cinco de Mayo? <laughs>
1: Favorite day of the year? No, it is
0: not. This is not your favorite day of the year. Let me
1: finish because it's my favorite food. I Mexican is that real?
0: Mexican food is your favorite food?
1: Yeah, it's right up there with like Greek food. Yeah, Greek Greek and Mexican. They just they're right there. I love
0: it. We eat Mexican food all the time. Cinco de Mayo is you know what? I don't know what we're celebrating. Um, I have friends from Mexico that are like, we don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) It's not Mexican Independence Day. May fifth literally means nothing. It means nothing to the country of Mexico, right. um, but anyways, happy Cinco de Mayo. Hope you're getting some tacos, eating some salsa, is it actually
1: w- drinking it's, a margarita. It's, Wednesday. it's on Wednesday. It well,
0: babe, you're not supposed to be telling them. like We act like we're recording well, on Wednesday. No, we're not,
1: but so it's actually Wednesday. Okay,
0: so it's Same. Monday, but when they're listening, it's Wednesday. <laughs> okay. So it's today.
1: <laughs> favorite Mexican food, go.
0: Okay, yeah, let's ask it. Again. Okay, rank your top three favorite Mexicans. Mm-hmm. I, oh, no, let's guess each other's. Okay. You guess mine. What's my? What's one of my favorite? Fajitas. Ma- I love fajitas. Okay. Which kind of fajitas?
1: Uh, probably chicken and steak.
0: It's just chicken. Chicken. I mean, I like steak, but I feel like Mexican fajita steak is not the best steak. Too chewy. That's
1: where you get it? Too yeah, chewy. That's if true. It's, if it's, uh, yeah. Okay, fajitas. Uh,
0: I love fajitas. What kind of tortillas would I get? Uh, flour. Every single time. Okay, I know what yours is. Okay. Without question, guacamole dip.
1: Well, yeah, but I'm talking about the- You
0: can't f- go anywhere without guacamole. True story. You literally can't. But I'm we- talking about
1: the, the meal, the dinner plate. No matter the, what we had to eat, course,
0: you wouldn't want it if there was no guacamole. What is your favorite main course, babe? Um, okay. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I know exactly what it is. It's called uh, Spa Something Chicken at Cactus. Nope. Whatever.
1: <laughs> babe, it's the classic Nachos. <laughs> I knew it was going to be nachos. Like, what's happening? That can,
0: you are the healthiest person on the planet, and you're telling me nachos? Yeah. Uh,
1: healthy people eat junk food, okay? That's why we're I healthy. I that,
0: sister. We have
1: junk food from time to time. We live our best life.
0: So it can't uh, be your favorite because it's from time to time. I get fajitas every single Mexican place I, do I go too, to. I too,
1: but I would say if I could eat anything and never gain an ounce, it would be nachos really? all day.
0: You know what right. I like about... um, I, You don't like these, and I'm not much of a Zerka, but I like churros, man.
1: Yeah, Rose. you dip them in the caramel do sauce.
0: Like yeah. Okay. Super good. We yeah. went to the best Mexican restaurant. I think it's my favorite Mexican restaurant all of the world, unless you're in Mexico and you go to Sonora Grill.
1: Oh, that's true. Story. If you're in
0: Mexico, Puerto Vallarta, Cabo, Guadalajara, if you're there, go to the Sonora Grill. It's and so that is my favorite good. Mexican. But outside in America, we were in Arizona a couple weeks ago. We went to La Hacienda at the Princess
1: Fairmont Hotel. Fairmont Francisco Princess Della, Hotel.
0: Yes. They have a restaurant called La Hacienda. The best.
1: It's the best.
0: The best Mexican food.
1: It, it is unbelievable. Wow. What's
0: the best Mexican place to eat in Seattle, in this area?
1: That's hard. It, Seattle struggles with really good Mexican food, in my opinion. True that. Um, but some friends of ours just took us to a Woodinville. Loco Chan. Loco Chan. Yeah, family uh, Mexican. It was, it was good. really good. Yeah, it was good. What's the one that Loco is Chan. in Bothell and Cap Hill? <laughs> oh um cactus um, oh poquitos. Poquitos. Yeah, like poquitos that's pretty good i mean the, the go-to for us though is cactus because it's just so it's, convenient it's
0: convenient it's right yeah. here yeah We're it's fan. good it's good food any huskies happy any cinco de mayo
1: any huskies there you go again oh man <laughs> i
0: only <laughs> hey i only say that on the podcast i don't say that
1: no, no you you know you no, said it not. to me on the phone. You dad. That is not true. It's a true story. It's true, dad.
0: Any hooskies. <laughs> I'm going <just kidding>. to <laughs> start saying any brewskies.
1: <laughs> you look really cute, by the way. Why do I look cute? Because I'm wearing a rain jacket. You just look cute.
0: Oh, thanks, babe. You do you want to take a You don't your have a deep V on
1: today, but you're looking good.
0: Well, I love you.
1: Your chin, man. Your chin line and your cheekbones. Just, What's going on? Is sexy, man. What's
0: happening? Wow. Someone We're, had a day off. We need to take a break. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs>
1: We did take a break earlier. Yeah, we
0: did. <laughs> okay. Give me a break. Give, Give me a break. Break, break. break me off a piece of so that. Kick you, kick know our... um, <laughs> you know what? Anywho's <laughs> case.
1: You know
0: what? Anywho's case.
1: Okay. Oh my God, we are getting old on this podcast. Okay, really? I
0: had a um, I had a nostalgic moment. You did. I was. Uh, I don't know what made. I don't know what sometimes makes memories from my childhood come back. But it, I was driving home from church. Drama?
1: Trauma?
0: (laughs) No, good memories. Like nostalgic memories. I was driving home from church on Sunday. We had a great day at church at 116 Church. Plug, come join us. Um, But I was driving home. I was by myself because we all go in different cars on Sundays. And I remember driving home with my dad freshman year of football practice. And I don't know why this memory came to me. And honestly, I don't think I've ever had it before. But I remember I just distinctly. I don't know. Maybe I saw like... Maybe it was like, you know, do you have deja vu like where you see something and it triggers a memory like maybe I saw a sign or like a totally and it just triggered a memory driving home in Chicago playing football. it was a freshman high school it wasn't good and I was complaining to my dad and he very rarely picked me up from school from practice. I think it was either my mom or I get a I don't remember what with him, but dad had picked me up and I was like the coach is giving me a hard time at practice and he keeps telling me like, you know, you're not you don't have any heart. You're not motivated. You know, you have huffman, you got no heart. You're some passion. And I was just, I was like complaining to my dad, like, um, Dad, like, I just don't know what to do, man. Like, I don't even wanna play football. Like, my coach keeps telling me, like, I have no heart. And my dad just simply goes, this, goes, Billy, you have to practice like you care. To which I responded, but I do care. I do care. And I was kind of, I remember being like, freshman, like, I do care, Dad. Like, well, how would you say that? And my dad just responded again. He goes, then practice like it practice like you care and i think what my dad was saying to me i remember and i'm make a point here i think he was saying to me like prove it like if you care then practice prove it prove that you care and i actually believe my dad believed that i care but what yeah. he was saying is like you're gonna have to prove to the coaches and the other people that you care and the only way to do that is to like prove it and i'm And I remember thinking, like, I don't know why it had such a profound impact on me, but I remember it was in that moment. It was probably like two months into my freshman year, I had a mental shift. And that would literally be, and every time I'd go to practice, man, I would play the hardest, hit the hardest. I just wanted, I was like, I want when the day is done for my coaches to be like, Billy cares, Billy cares. And I mean, certainly, it would be the end of my freshman year that I'd get promoted to the sophomore team. And the start of my sophomore year, I'd be promoted to the varsity team. And I'd start varsity. All three years, and then I'd get a college scholarship. Right, like, and it was there was a mental shift of like, if you care, practice, prove, mm-hmm. prove that you care. It's funny um, that you
1: said you even said that because I'm um, just a little side note. I was reading um, this morning and it talked about that very thing about whatever you whatever you find yourself doing or wherever you find yourself at whatever season whatever's in your hand. Don't just don't just half you know. I can't curse it. But don't just half at it. Don't half curse it. Don't half at it. Like, prepare. (laughs) Practice. Like, become good at something. And the only way to do that, you're naturally gifted. But if you have a gift, you still have to practice. Don't
0: half booty. You have
1: to be prepared, you know? (laughs) And that's funny that you bring it up. Because I think this is a good topic we're going to talk about. No,
0: no. Okay, let me, and when I say that, like, prove it. I I can feel myself and other people being like, I don't. Like if someone says to you like prove that you care or prove it and you're like, I don't have to prove it, then I would say if that's your response, then just to be honest, you probably don't actually really care. care because if all it took to prove that you cared, to show that you cared was just a little proof and you really cared, then it, you'd be like, sure, like what do I need to do? Like I, I'll prove it because I some actually effort, care. So work. I want to apply that to this thought and we haven't talked about this for a bit. We um, Lead like you care. Okay, we we, you know, starting the church, you know, and we have employees at the business. And so I feel like this last month or so, I've had a few conversations with some young leaders, maybe not young leaders, some are young, but new leaders, and kind of been having this conversation around leadership and what it is. And one of the things is lead like you actually care. You know, everyone, everyone like is down for like the title of leader, everyone is down for the position of leadership, and maybe the perks and the accolades that come with being the leader. But if you truly want to lead, mm-hmm. then lead like you actually care. And what I'm saying is prove it. Prove that you want to be a leader. Because it is more than just sitting in a position. It is more than just being in charge. It's like prove to the people around you that you're a leader. Um, and so we've been doing that. And so I want to kind of talk about that. We don't. Talk, we used to talk about leadership a ton on the podcast. But there's some leadership things that I have been fresh in my mind this week. I um, was having a conversation with – um, a few new leaders. Some were young, some were older. It doesn't really matter, but just new leaders over the last couple of weeks. And one of the th- things that came up in leadership is like leadership is influence, yes. Leadership is, you know, um, serving that, you know, and I love that. that I would agree with all that. Yeah. I would agree with both those things. Another one that's kind of a hot topic today when it comes to leadership is delegation. And I've, I see a lot of memes like this on, on social media like leaders delegate, like they delegate. And I agree with that but I'll, I have a few things but to say about it because I feel like that? people have taken delegation yes. and it's the opposite of actual leadership. Now Jen, before I get into what I want to say, you are a phenomenal delegator. Now you have been leading in the areas that you lead in for decades. Literally decades. You're 40 something. A young 40 who looks like she's in her 20s. But Thanks, babe. But you've been leading for decades. So you've learned the art and I think it is an art of delegating. Um how do you delegate so well? Do you know, do you know, is there anything, is there any, like little secrets? Like you're actually really, really good at, in fact, I was not very good at delegating. I got better at delegating. And now I kind of have a, a formula, I think, for delegation, which we'll share right now. But like, what are some of the secrets to delegation? Why do you delegate so well? You seem to do it naturally. When you delegate to people, they don't feel like you're at making them do things. They want to do things. Would there be any things before we kind of get into that?
1: Well, I think a great delegator is first, the per- that person becomes, they they learn to do the work themselves initially, Mm. like anything I've learned to delegate, I've not, not done. And I think a true gifted delegator is that you have the capacity to delegate because you understand what it takes because you've done it for years. You probably should be still doing some of it yourself. Mm -hmm. And then it allows you to have, you know, maybe the authority or the influence to delegate. And when you delegate to people, they can tell, they can tell if you're delegating because you just don't want to do it. Or you're delegating out of a place of like um, ownership and love and um, influence because you're like I've done it, this works. Can you help me do it? Can you do it with me? And then here, take it. You know. And I think that being coming a good delegator, you first have to know how to do it, and you do it hard and work hard at it yourself.
0: And the reason we delegate is because we can do so much more together than we can by ourselves. Absolutely. And also, it's super important to give other people opportunities to lead, but you don't want to set people up for failure. So some people are like just, I remember, man, oh, man, back in the day, youth pastor stories. I remember being a youth pastor and watching other youth pastors. And they would literally, this was what I thought delegation was. They'd get, they would be unprepared for Wednesday night. They wouldn't have a sermon. I know this. I'd be watching them. I could tell they didn't have a sermon. And they'd be like, Johnny, come up. I want you to preach right now. You're up, man. You're up. This is your moment. And Johnny would be like, oh, this is my big moment. Johnny's like a youth in the group. And he'd get up there and he'd be like, oh, I'm John 316. Who forgot? And Johnny, God bless his soul, would do his best. Aww. And the leader would be like, that's what delegation is. I'm like, no, man. You just set Johnny up for failure. Imagine, leader, if you had thought it through, been prepared, given Johnny a moment to prepare, helped him, trained him, showed him how to do it. imagine how much How much more influential that moment would have been? That's not delegation. You can set people up to fail, right? Right. So um, delegation is is we do it because we want. We want to set people up for success. We want to release things. Okay, I think there's an art to delegating. I'm going to break it down real quick, and then I would love your thoughts on it and take it back. First of all, the first part of delegation is you do it. You do it. Second part of delegation is allow others to join you and doing it wow, while you do it. it and then the third or part of delegation is, is let them do it yeah a lot of times what what young or new leaders will be like is delegations like you do it you do it you do it well, they, they, tell, that, they tell they everyone think else think to do it no, no 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 that's that's well, actually that's bossy that's totally, power play totally. no one likes you they're not going to do it for long why would i do it i don't even know you I don't even care who who are you like but that's what they think oh i'm exactly. delegating i'm delegating i'm a leader i'm a leader you're not a leader you're annoying and so the first thing I would say, and I've kind of been having this conversation with new leaders, not like this. <laughs> now I'm being all antagonistic. <laughs> um, so here's what I said to this this group of new leaders over the last week or so. I said, um, don't delegate. Just do. Which seems so anti-leadership principles. If you read books and social media memes, they'll be like, no, leadership is delegation. No, 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 no. There's a season.
1: There is a season. So to right say, now, if you're
0: starting something new, don't delegate. Just do it. Do you do it? Don't be like, "Who can I get to?" do No, you do it. You don't. Don't think about who can do this for you. Oh, that's too. That's too little for me to do. Oh, that's not worth my time. Just do it. Be the person in the room that sees the problem, and instead of finding someone to fix the problem, you fix the problem. I love that. Be the person when you see something that needs to be done. Instead of asking, "Hey, who's going to do that?" You just do it. Be that person. First of all, really inspiring. Those people oh, are inspiring. You'll gain so
1: much respect in the room and. Well you're leading everything. You're
0: leading by example. Yes. You're you're serving other people. You're showing people how it's done. Okay, there's this there's this phrase that if you're in the fitness world, you hear Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay, no game. No. Gain. <laughs> no. Oh. Pick the sound chick.
1: <laughs> good um, one, Vic. That's good a good one.
0: one though. Um Dwayne the Rock Johnson says it all the time, I love it. And it says, be the hardest working person in the room. Here's the question to ask yourself, leader, leader. Are, are you the you? hardest working person in the room? Is that your reputation? I'm not talking about like, are you the most stressed out? Right. <laughs> like running around with your head chopped you're off, actually like actually not because you you're, you if you're act like you're out, working you're but you're not working. You ever see people yes. that create so much commotion and so much activity, but they're not actually effective or productive? And you're like, dear God, like you're running around. It looks like you're working. You're everywhere. You're into everything, but you're not actually yeah. accomplishing much. No, no. Be the hardest working person in the room. Like be the most effective. Be the most productive. You know what's even amazing? If you could be the hardest working person in the room and also the happiest person in the room. Whistle while you work. Um that's that is the first part. Are you whistling?
1: It's not coming very good though. Very quiet. Um <laughs>
0: Don't delegate, just do.
1: I love that.
0: Um, this needs to be done. Who's gonna? Oh, that's not my job. Um you do it. You be the one. Like get the reputation for like when something needs to be done, you do it. You do it. You're an owner of a business and you have employees that work for you who you love but they don't even feel that way with you because you'll be as quick to do all the meetings. They're
1: team members. They're team
0: members, right. Yeah, exactly. And you'll be as quick and you pay the team members. So, So there is a distinction there. But, when you work with them, you'll do all the things they do. You're not like I don't. I'm, that's beneath me. You don't do that at all. Right. We're pastors of a community. There is nothing that we won't do and don't do. Honestly, I'm not pulling. Up. We've been doing this for a bunch of years. I used to be the guy, especially when I was in my 20s, and a pastor. I was a bit of a prick. Is that a bad word to say? I was. I, Facts. I had good moments for sure, and there's never been like a full-on, blown entitled person. But I kind of felt like things were maybe beneath me because it was the way I was kind of trained up, raised up, mm. and I started to realize. As life and seasons hit me, like, oh, you know what? I no matter what my position is, and in fact, if you're the leader, you should be the one doing the most serving. You actually should. And can I tell you this? People wanna follow the person who's down to do whatever, whenever. Like, yo, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. It's inspiring to people. So when war breaks out, they're not gonna follow the person with a name tag that says leader. They're gonna follow the person (laughs) that's actually been leading. Right. Like, well, this person, like they're just they do it. Like they're in it. They're They do it, whatever needs to be done, when it needs to be done. They're down to do it, they'll get their hands dirty. They can also lead from a high level, they can do it all. They go for it, like my goodness, it's inspiring. So the first part of delegating is you do it. I love it. Don't delegate. Now you can't do everything, but do what you can. And here's what will happen, here's my thought, which leads to the second phase of leadership and delegation. When you're just doing it, people get inspired and then sometimes, if you're a good person and you're leading well, they're like, hey, you shouldn't have to do this. Now, the tendency at this point would be like, okay, you do it. No, 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 no. That's when I'm like, oh, it's my honor to do it. You want to join?
1: Oh mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, I'll
0: totally help you. I'd love to have you help me. And now... You build a team. Someone's working with me, and we're doing it together. It's the best way, honestly, for them to learn to do whatever it is you're doing. So now I'm not just, I haven't handed it off to them yet, because now we're doing it together. We're building camaraderie. During those times, I can show them, like, hey, here's how I kind of do it. What do you think? And then they kind of do it. And now we're not just becoming, like, I'm just handing something off. Now we're becoming a team and more people jump in and they see you doing it. I mean, how many times have Jen, have you been working super hard in a capacity and someone sees you and they love you and like, "Can I help?" Yeah. And they say, "Can I help?" because they're inspired by what you're doing and they're like, "Man, I think you're doing too much." Now, there is a fine line between burning out. Please don't go so hard. And maybe we should talk about grinding and working hard because there's a difference. Um, right? Grinding is um there's no end in sight. Just grind and grind and grind working hard comes with a reward Mm -hmm. when you work hard you work hard and then there is a reward and that reward is rest that reward is leisure that reward is just kind of ease you work hard and then you rest that that is that is the pace of hard working grinding you're on the grind all the time 24 7 it's a grind it's a grind it's a grind grinding is fruitless whereas working hard is fruitful what i mean by fruitless is grinding you can't enjoy The work of your labors, because you grinding, the grind never stops. Enjoy, yes. (laughs) Um,
1: Breathe in, breathe out for a hot minute. It's really the grind never stops.
0: So there's, it's fruitless. Like you don't get to enjoy it because you got to keep grinding to keep the grind going. But when you're working hard, it's fruitful because you get to see the fruit of your labor. Like my hard work got us this. My hard work did this. I think grinding is exhausting and it's a burnout pace. Whereas working hard is inspiring and it's totally sustainable
1: and it's fulfilling totally yep
0: if you grind you're going to burn out i have some
1: and you'll find yourself frustrated
0: you just gonna, you gonna, you can only do it for so long yep. physically mentally emotionally you can only do it for so long but if we work hard just work hard that is sustainable i can work hard and, and what's beautiful
1: I, about that what's sustainable is when you work hard like you just said so beautifully is that other people will start admiring that respecting that and say hey how can i help they'll jump in and they'll join you. And that season of them joining you as you work hard, your your capacity expands, the team expands. And before you know it, in the right season, which is the third one you briefly mentioned you're about to talk about, I know, is then you fully release it and delegate it. Yeah, And what happens, a great leader releases and delegates and doesn't just stop working. They move on to build something that's needed their attention for some time they go to something else Onto the next that maybe their attention needs to be on right onto the next and that's i think that's the beauty of it
0: that's the beauty of it i have um i was talking to some of our team on sunday and one of them oversees a few areas and i said hey would you be down if so-and-so oversees this area that you oversee and he's such a hard worker and he's like well i can do both i was like i know you can in fact you're actually great at it but let's play this out for a second why don't we why don't we even out the responsibilities? Let's say you get sick one one day, one Sunday, and you can't be here. Now we have to replace both these areas. But if we can, if there's already skill and... Aptitude and ability and desire for someone else to lead an area. What if we can, we can like distribute the responsibility that way it's not all hinging on one of us or two of us, or you know what I'm saying? Like we can have a team
1: that causes burnout. Team
0: leadership is the best leadership as opposed to one brilliant genius just killing it all and they're super gifted. And and we have a lot of people like that in our lives. Mm -hmm. But imagine if you take people like that and then you distribute the responsibility. Dude, we could do this for a long, time. long time and not burn out Yes. and not feel like it's all on us. Like you can just kind of distribute it. I love it. You know, Vic the Soundshake does music in our community at 116 mm-hmm. Church. I love, what was it two weeks ago? She wasn't even on the stage, which in some people they'd be like, that's. That's absurd. Like, she's the music director. She played, and she's like, no, she's just distributing the responsibility. Other people can do it. And it was awesome. It was awesome. actually, yeah. Yeah. It was I a, didn't want Vic to get insecure because it was so awesome. She's well, like, what the am I here is, for? Is, she is actually did it. Didn't. But, you know, yeah. if
1: you're, you're not going to compare, but that Sunday could, should be as good or if not better when you're not there.
0: And can I say this? That's actually a credit to her. And
1: that's great leadership. To leadership. Yes, it is. Like, you could great step job, away
0: and it could still be done really, really right. well. And that proves security in leadership. If there's no one with grace, and if no one even comes close to your ability or your skill or your talent, or even
1: better than you on
0: your team, do you know what that means? You're insecure.
1: Maybe you're insecure. 100%.
0: Because the people that are really, really skilled, and they're not coming around because you're so insecure, insecure you won't yeah. allow them. But if you are surrounded by people with great skill and aptitude, and they can just and flourish. It must mean that you're a confident leader because you're like, yo, well, there's a place for you here. Like, you can also yes. be awesome, and we could be awesome together. together. Okay, so delegation is not a one-step process. Hey, would you go do this? That's not delegation. That's requesting. That's asking someone to do a task. Delegation starts with, and in the most important aspect of delegating, is you do it. You freaking do do it. it. Stop making excuses for why you can't do it. Stop coming up with other options in the moment As to what Well I wonder if Potentially Now I'm mocking But um, what if we did it like this In the moment man Just do it I don't do No opinion Do it You know what you can do After we're done Whatever task you're doing If it's the day If it's in work If it's in business If it's in serving If it's in ministry If it's in whatever Then we can evaluate afterwards Hey how did that go well, to be honest, I did what you said, but it, it wasn't that productive, and it kind of it kind of hooked up here, assess, and it didn't work here, and I didn't like, and like right you know timing, what, and then we yep. can be like committed, be like, okay, we should make a yep, change, yep, yep, yep. that wasn't the best way to go, but in the moment, as opposed to wasting time, and make it really what it is excuses, because you don't want to have to do it, just do it. Do it. do it, do it, and people will see you do it, and they'll be like, wow, and then they'll join us, and the second part, which we said, is in like, hey, you want to help? Hey, man, you shouldn't be doing all this, you want to help? That'd be awesome. Let's do it together. And then as you're doing things together, what happens is you start to realize not everyone, not everyone's just going to be, not everyone can take it over. That's just some people just be good at helping. It's not their area of expertise. It's not really an area of gifting for them. But at some point on the people that you're just kind of like joining you and helping you, you're going to see someone who's as good at it as you better at than you. And you're like, hey, do, do you just want to, like, you want to oversee this? Do you want to take over? And they'll be like, I, 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 I would love to. Yeah. And you're like, dude, that would be great. And then, all of a sudden, the full circle of delegation leadership has just finalized, and all and it could, that could be a that could be a matter of weeks. That could be a matter of months. It shouldn't be a matter of years. Yeah. It's a matter of years. You, that person isn't going to jump to it, but it could be a matter of weeks and it could be a matter of months. And then all of a sudden, now they're leading it, and then you could jump onto the next and do that, and you kind of reciprocate that. And to me, that is leadership. It's inspiring. If you're the leader in the room, you should be the one who's the hardest working one in the room. Not the most stressed and not the one who grinds the most. I honestly, okay, have you ever been in like to a small company? We were, this happened to us in Arizona. You remember we went to that breakfast joint? There's like a small, like, it's a small locally owned shop. And you can tell, we walked into a smoothie shop, and you can tell when the owner's there. And the yes. owner is super micromanaging and involved in everything and hasn't released anyone to do anything because there's just this, like there was these young, like 20 somethings, you and they know, seemed
1: like they were great workers. they great
0: seem cool, but they were all like super tense and you could see the owner. I could see him. We knew he was the owner right away. Just by the way, he was acting kind of pompous. I want, I didn't like him. I didn't even know him, but I was like, I don't like you. He was counting money in, front, in front of us. Of it's like, how can I help you? How can I help you? I'm like, well, maybe put away the dollar bills before I rip you off. But anyways, so I'm like, it's just bad. It's just bad form. And there was such like a tenseness
1: uh-huh. about
0: the whole team, right? And it's like, dude, yours. he's, and he clearly, like, they were just doing what he had told them to do. Like, the whole atmosphere was like, please the boss. Do everything for the boss. If you make the boss happy, then that's, that's your goal.
1: Can you I say, as a leader,
0: the worst goal yes. in life is that everyone's trying to make you happy or please you, it should be like, we're all going for a common cause, whatever that cause is, in business, in in ministry, in charitable ways, um, in a project. We're all going for it together. We're all on the team. Clearly, there's gonna be a a clear leader and the leader is the one who's doing the most, not the most stressed, but the one who's the most inspiring, the one who's rallying everyone together, the one who's like, watch me as I do it, do it with me as I do it. Maybe you could do it. I'll release you to do it. That, I mean... It sounds like it's really hard. It really isn't if you just break it down. And the first part, I can't emphasize it more, is you, you just do freaking it. do it. Yep. Now, if you just do it and do it and do it
1: and, and do, do it
0: and do it, and, and people and like try never- to help, but you're like, no, I got to do it. And people are like, hey, maybe if we do it this way, like, nope, we're going to do it my way. And people are like, oh, I'm going to do it.
1: And it's where the leader just finds kind of their value in it's, this is what I do. And, and then no one else helps everything. you.
0: And then finally you just, you you burn out and you're like, I need someone to do it. And so it's just anybody does it. That's not delegation. That's just dysfunctional burnout salvation. It's like, I, I was dysfunctional, I burned out and then we just threw anybody in. That's not the way to do things.
1: Also, part of delegating is there's more than one way to do things. And I think when people join the team they start working with you, you have to be willing as a leader to be like, Oh, allow them to maybe do something a little bit different. (laughs) Yeah. And release them to actually, they're actually getting the job done, but they went about it a bit. But different than you did.
0: Isn't that a novel idea? Someone might actually have an idea that's better than yours. And I think a lot of times when
1: we're doer leaders, which is fantastic, we want them on the team and we want them to do it exactly the way we want to do, way we do it. And there's no other way. And that comes across. So you're not actually delegating. You're just like, do it my way. Do exactly the way I want you to. And then if you can do it that way, then I'll delegate to you. It's like, okay, well, yeah, sure. There is a, a point where people need to jump on the team and, and kind of do what what's been asked, right? But then there's a point too to say, hey, these people are doing it a different way and getting just as good results.
0: Yeah, and don't you think that comes a little bit into it? There's, it's always it always comes down to attitude. Like you can have the person that's like, you know, just jumps on the team and you ask them, and to they do have something, they have an opinion, and about they're like, hey, yeah, totally, I totally want to do that. But what would, would you mind? What did you think if I did it like this? That attitude, as opposed to like, I don't know why we're doing it this way. I think we should do it this way.
1: Exactly. It's like, hey, man,
0: you just got here. Why don't you just do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Attitude is everything. And if someone's working hard and while they're working hard, they're like, what if you're like, yeah, what if if someone's like just bumming around and like you clearly they don't want to do it and they're looking for the next best thing and they're like, what if you're like, it's an excuse, man. Why don't you just not help? Because you clearly your motives, your attitude is everything.
1: Everything. Yep.
0: Attitude of the leader, attitude of the people that are jumping on that want to be leaders like attitude is everything.
1: I love that. So. Brilliant. I was just thinking, I it's I was just brilliant. a practical thing that played out. Like, so the team of girls that work with um, Sweet Serenity, I was kind of going through how we're going to handle this busy weekend for Mother's Day. And I basically said, hey, when we have downtime, we'll, cr- you know, we will take on orders or let people put in orders for, you know, these beautiful larger pots that are gorgeous, take a lot of time to do it. And so I'm kind of going through all the all the details. And she's like, well, what do you think about us just creating those arrangements when we do have time, put them on the cart, and then they sell right off the cart versus us having a line of people waiting for us to do it in the moment. And I thought, she she convinced me to completely change the way we're going to go about serving our customers. And, and I think what was eye-opening for me is like, she felt like she could give that suggestion while I was giving her instructions. Yeah. And so, but, but she earned that because of her attitude. Oh right? yeah.
0: And can we give the context of that? Cause I think this is a brilliant example. First of all, I know all the girls that are on your team. They're all phenomenal artists and they're amazing. Also you work harder than all of them. And they've watched that over the last year. You work hard on all of them. And they're all very hard workers. Absolutely. But no one outworks you. You literally, and you're the owner. Like, no one's outworking you. And these these women have worked so hard with you. You've done so much together that she has literally, because she's worked so hard with you and has jumped in and they've watched you, she felt like she could say it to you. You felt like, I would love to hear it from you because you're all doing it together. Yes. And again, it's like, the, it's that perfect kind of synergistic in any organization. Like, you're yeah. doing, they're watching you're doing it. Then they're doing it with you. And then now you're like, you could actually, you're, you might do this better. You've told me, a couple of girls are like, they're better at this than me. 100%. And you just release them to do it. And 100%. so like, if something comes in for a bouquet, you're throwing that to Julia because Julia is the bouquet goddess, right? Yes, like, Julia, absolutely. you do it. You're the best. It's true. And so, but that came out of context. It didn't just happen on day one. Could you imagine? Now you wouldn't. That probably what you just said right there wouldn't have happened the first week that we opened up Sweet Serenity.
1: Maybe not the first three months. Hey, what do
0: you think if we do it this way? You'd be like, honestly, thank you for your opinion. Please but just, can we? Let's can just you just do. do what I've asked you to do? Yeah. And I think that's with new leadership or I think, young leadership. I think there's, like, there's what if we? It's like, hey, there's a season for that. Right now, just be the I hardest say, working person in the room. Also,
1: if you are an owner or a leader read the room sometimes you just need to follow Mm -hmm. and there's other times when you just need to take the lead and i think in that moment even in the conversation with julia she suggested something she jumped in and kind of suggested a a change of plan which is like hey jump in and she kind of led the led the change and Mm -hmm. i was like amazing and i think she's now earned the right to take the lead at times how perfect is that it's awesome
0: and what do we have Delegation.
1: That's right. That's awesome, and awesome. it makes
0: people then feel like they have ownership. Yep. And who knows, we're releasing people to be really great at what they do. Yeah, and we get to be a part of that, and so that becomes a legacy in your life. If you're a leader, you know what your greatest legacy? It's not what you do; it's what you help others do. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I we've done a lot in life, it's babe, so great. and I feel like we're going to do a lot more in life. But can I tell you what I get most excited about? genuinely, and any parent can it's relate, is what Judah and Caleb and Serenity are yes. doing, and what they're going to do. Like I, I would much rather sit and tell you. The accomplishments that Caleb has had over the last year, then tell you what we've done. Right. I would, I mean, the other night we got going on Judah with a with a couple about what he's doing, and I mean, I would just, I was just going and going. Oh, and he did this, and when he was sixteen, I just, I would, I would love to. I won't talk much about myself because it's kind of, but I mean, I, I get so excited yep. about helping the people that I love, and any of us would and could. And if you lead this way, you get to experience that, and you get to be part of something bigger than yourself. Beautiful. So, hey,
1: good, good conversation. Man. Yeah,
0: man, you know, lead. Yeah. Lead like you care, because here's the thing. I believe you do. If you're leading, I believe you care. And the only way that you can make people know that is to
1: prove it. And work hard.
0: So lead like you care, it pays off. Love it. All right,
1: cheers. cheers my love, Mm -hmm. make it a good one. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at it's billy huffman here's to more coffee
0: and honest conversations cheers